Hello again and welcome to my podcast. You're listening to me, Lee Bestall, also known as The Northern Designer. In my series of podcasts, I'll be chatting to industry professionals from all aspects of the design world, focusing in on plants and design wherever I can. Today, I'm met by the ultra-creative architectural designer, John Mason from Inc. Architectural Design. Morning, John. Morning. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. I, I really um, don't like to script these things too much and everyone's really suspicious. They're like, what are you going to ask me? Are you going to try and trip me up? And I never, ever want to do that. This is just meant to be a fun um, chat. Educational for people who are listening. Yeah. Um, I always start off by saying, can you tell me how you got into architectural design? Ooh, how did I get into it? Well, I've always had a, I've always had a love for anything design, I would say. From being a kid, designing album covers for anything, anything oh, really? like that. Yeah, I've, I've always been, really been into that. I was in numerous bands and I'd designed posters for bands. And so I've always had that. And I've, I think I've always had a secret admiration of buildings. Okay. Um, and I don't I don't know what actually led me into knowing I exit. I wanted to do that exactly. Um, I just remember an advert coming up in the local press for uh, a trainee architectural technologist and thinking, hmm, what could that be? Could, could that be interesting? And and looking at it and going in for an interview and thinking, yeah, this this is really, I think, what I want to be doing. And what age were you then? 16. Wow. So that is yeah. fate really then yeah. played a big part in yeah. that. Yeah. So I've always had that underlying love of, of design and, yeah. and being creative. Um, and yeah, it, it was, it was fate would say in it and, and, and went for it and fell in love with the whole thing. And, and it, yeah, here I am. Did, did ever at school you show an interest in it and they push it forwards or did you completely? No. Did they, no, no, no. At school for me, being brutally honest, it was all about music. I was, okay. I was massively into music at school. Right. Um, and it was always, I was at that point where do you try and then pro- progress with music as a career or do you keep then that as a, as a hobby? <clears throat> and, um, and it was it was kept as a hobby for for a period of time until work life took over and you didn't have time for a hobby. Yeah, what do you play? Um, so guitar and drums. Right. Okay. So guitar is self taught. Right. Um, so I'm 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 a bit of a I'm no expert on a guitar, but I, I will have a, a dabble. Uh, and drums, I actually passed all the relevant exams up to grade eight. Oh, right. So I could teach. Yeah. If, if I if I remember, I'm a bit, I'll be a bit rusty now. I've not cool. played for a while, but yeah, yeah, I had a really really good. Good time as, as a as a teenager through school with uh, loads of different sort of recording albums and and bands and yeah all that sort of stuff. So that was always in in at school was like yeah I want to do that I want to do that right. And then I think you know you'd sort of take a point and think well, can you realistically make a career out of that and, and actually make a living? And I thought no. you know it's probably keep that as fun yeah you know, a fun time and it's you're not relying on that as as a career uh, and, and wanted to knew I wanted to progress something in, in, in the design field, I think, as I was sort of around my GCSEs. Uh, and yeah, went, went into this, uh, went for an interview at 16 uh, and it was, um, well, got a modern apprenticeship back then. So you, so you would work for a company five days a week and they would then pay to put you through your training. Okay. So you were earning a pittance of a wage um, at sort of 16, um, but, but you were getting the experience, you know, mm. which is what I sort of, I could see the value in that you were, they were paying for your training, so you weren't starting life off if you like going to college or uni and then getting a debt around your neck. They they were paying for that, but you were getting the on the ground experience, you know. And and, and the practice I worked at was a brilliant practice for 
for that, for, for sort of setting out, because it was a small run family business and, and you had a bit of a hand in everything. So from ground surveys and, and, and measured building surveys through to concept design, through technicals, to running jobs, to financial cost management. So you got a broad brush, you know, hands on to everything. Yeah. Um, and, and and that that style of learning is kind of coming back a bit because because yeah. the the usual go to uni and qualify yeah. in this and yeah. it can lead to very generic designers I feel yeah. because you, you go through the same process as everybody else yeah. and you come out at the other end with the same qualification as everyone else yeah. and it feels like some of the most creative people certainly that I've worked with um, and I would put you like into into that bracket it's just. It's it's a fun process. I've seen you, you know, working with clients and the dynamic and the interaction, and you just kind of say what you think. You're honest, and I I love that um, approach. And I think I don't know that if you've gone down a route which is kind of a factory production yeah. of kind of architects. Yeah. That's a kind of a, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah, I think I think you cannot be living it and, and, and working it and, and having, I think, that experience really from a, a very early part in your career, mm. um, running that alongside your technical knowledge and, and, and your learning, um, but then learning how you implement that and, and having your, you know, people above you who guide you. You know, I had, I had very good guidance through mm. through different, um, you know, different, you know, different people throughout my career, different guidance, but invested a hell of a lot of time into, into sort of making you grow. And, and I think, you know, I am where I am today because because of that. Yeah. Um, Are you I, the kind of person that's like you know when you go on holiday you take more pictures of buildings and detail than you do of people on beaches <laughs> not random people on beaches. Yeah, I, in some respects, yes. But then I also like to go away and think, try not to think about work. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I'm, that's something I'm slowly learning. Yeah. Um, but there's thinking about work, and then there's being inspired. Do you yeah. do you class that as work? Um, no, if, if there's something that I see and that I can really appreciate, then yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be I'll be all over it, and I'm yeah. and I'm photographed, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, how's how's that? Have have the constructed that? What, yeah. What's the detail in there? I think it's always in in you, but I do have a conscious or trying to make a conscious effort when I go away. Try it. Try and just think about anything other than because because it becomes such a an encompassing life. You know, you're doing it, you're living and breathing it. Yeah. You know. You know, is you know, you run your own business. It's you're working seven days a week. You're always phones always on. You're always thinking this. Have I done that? Yeah. Is it, so to try and to try and get that bit of time where you don't think about it, I think is very critical. But it's it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you um how do you separate work from home? Because uh, because you work from a studio work, at home. Yeah, don't from you? home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's um because it's 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 just me. You know, there's I don't employ any any direct staff. It, it's pointless having. You know, an office and paying the overheads for an office. So, yeah. so yeah, I have a, a home-based office, um, which sort of like I think most people are doing now anyway, with off the back of COVID. Um, but yeah, that is a very difficult thing trying to separate work and life. You'll, you, you, I mean, when you have your own business, you, you never work nine to five anyway, do no. you? Yeah, but you, you'll break off and have have your tea and you know evening meal, and then it's I'm just going to do another hour in the office. It's just it's there, so it's quite difficult to to break off in that that hour in the office turns into three or four hours in the office and you're still there. Mm. Matchsticks in your eyes at midnight. And yeah. 
Yeah. I just wonder if you had any like quirky routines because I've, I've got a client who works in a garden office and they, they come out of the office, they go into the hot tub, then they come back. Really? Yeah, that's like their commute. Yeah, maybe, that's yeah. the new commute that's for them. I, that's what I need to do then. That's what I need to do. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that drive home where you can just like clear your Decompress. head and have a bit of thing. Yeah, but I'm usually stuck in traffic because where I work. Where, where are you not stuck <laughs> yeah. in traffic now, let's be honest. What I can't understand is why we all do the same things at the same time of day. So everybody goes to work for yeah, that time. Everybody yeah. comes home at that time. Because if you travel yeah. to work at ten o'clock, there's no traffic on the road, is it? Yeah. I know. I know you're big into family, aren't you? So you like to take your kids to school in the morning before yeah. you start work. Yeah, it's all part of that like lifestyle. Exactly that. Yeah. So it's um, I, I like being able to yeah t- take take my little girl to school in the morning, and then come back and get a little bit of sense of what the days ahead, and, and then and then start work at that. I, I don't like getting up in the morning. I think it's. It makes for a bad day if, you, if you're rushing around and, you, mm. and you're into everything and, and, and you, you've got the whole stress of trying to sort school runs out and, and everything like that. It's um, so yeah, I, I tend to have the morning with with a little girl and, and do what we need to do and then come back and work till whatever time I need to work. Mm. Yeah, difficulty comes where you're trying to then if you have to pick her up in the day as well. Yeah, juggling all bang, that. Right, bang yeah. in the middle of the day. You don't realise how how short a school day is until no. you're not as cold. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm middle of the day. I'm like kicking out of time already. Why are all these kids started. everywhere? Yeah, and then you sort of the, the guilt comes in then that you know that they're at home and you're still working and you feel you should be with yeah. them and it's yeah it's it's difficult. How old are they? Uh, she's uh, nine. Well, nine end of June. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, yeah. We've just got the one. Yeah. One's enough. So back to, back to architecture. Where where in the world is like your favourite place architecturally? <sighs> Have you got a Maybe you've not discovered it. Yet, yeah, but. it's that's a diff, that's a difficult one. Um, hmm. Recently went to Venice, and th- there seems to divide people. Some people think it's falling down and it needs a refurb. Yeah, and others are like, "Oh, the romantic charm of it." And you kind of you you know, I, I fell in love with it, the romantic charm of it all. So it's somewhere I've never been, and. I think it's probably on the list to go to. Mm. Um, I think it's. I've seen lovely pictures of of, the, of that of that area. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a big. I do like London, and I like. Yeah. Um, I quite like Paris as well. You know, I think there's some nice, some nice, some, some lovely buildings. I mean, there's, there's lovely buildings everywhere. You know, I don't think I've got. A, I can pinpoint a favorite, a favorite city or a favorite country. Okay. I think I just like elements of, yeah. What about a favourite style? Are you, is there a style? I'm, I, I, I like classic Georgian, really. Do, yeah, I, I like Georgian. Yeah. But I, I like, I love the symmetry. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into symmetry. Yeah. But I do like, if, if I'm designing a house for a client, if, if they like the Georgian look great, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. on board with that. But I, I, I like to put a bit of a modern twist in with it. Yeah. Usually, I, I would like the frontage of the house to look symmetrical, symmetrical <laughs> and, and, and typical georgian in proportion yeah. and, and and balance but then something really cool around the back that you probably wouldn't expect yeah maybe like a really sleek minimalist glass extension pavilion yeah. style extension or something on the back or, or a big raked glass gable on the back that you wouldn't really expect to be there and as you flow through the property it opens up if you've got a, a lovely a lovely garden area at the back that you can that you can bring in it just sort of opens up as you as you transcend through the house and that, that's my that's my go-to in terms of where yeah. you know if if I was designing for myself, that's where I think we would be yeah. where we would be at. And there's a lot. Obviously, we both work with a lot of wealthy clients, and the, there is a trend I'm kind of feeling that people want the historic frontage of a house. Yeah. 
So you want to, I don't know, sometimes they're like impressive from the road. Sometimes they're quite um, kind of set back or whatever. But it's that sense of arrival when you arrive to something and it's a bit, and it's got that charm and kind of history. But then at the back, like you say, it's completely modern. I think think it's about trying to create something that is timeless i think really, mm. is, is, yeah. is a big thing yeah but yeah. curb appeal is it's about being timeless um i mean don't get me wrong there's, there's a space in the market for ultra modern ultra contemporary build that's not really mm. my which georgians would have been in georgian in times. time <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know but i like i like a hybrid of the two mm. you know, yeah. just, if i was to pick a favorite style it would be that yeah and old houses don't seem to work for modern living as no. they are because they're often small windows yeah very few windows, very narrow doorways yes. and all that. And it's it's lots great. Of, lots of can... little spaces, little or smaller rooms. Mm. As you know, modern the modern way of living is knock everything out. Everybody wants open plan. Yeah. That's been around for a while. Because when we were growing up in the, like, I think it was a 70s house, we had a through lounge. And lounge that was diner. like, yeah, a lounge yeah, yeah. diner that was joined together. And yeah. that was the entire footprint of the downstairs. Small yeah. kitchen, yeah. downstairs lounge and exactly. dining room. And we sat at the dining room table every night for dinner. Um, but most of those houses now, the kitchen and dining room have been knocked through into one. And then the lounge, di- the the lounge, lounge diner has been blocked up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is exactly what? Happened at my parents' house. That, right. As you were. Lounge diner when you moved in. Yeah. The, the trends changed. They knocked through, they had a tiny little shoebox kitchen. Yeah. You know, you couldn't really prep a Sunday lunch in and, and cook a Sunday lunch in. And they knocked through and made a kitchen dining space and, and made the lounge half the size. Mm. Um, which is is evolved really into, into where we are now. You know, you get your open plan kitchen living, but you have a bit of a kitchen living dining area with a separate, what we're seeing is a, the trend is kitchen living dining open space. You've then got your your snug yeah. separate room you can shut off, yeah. cozy room. You've got a nice fire in there, glass of wine, yeah. watching a, a movie. It's another room, an area for kids' toys is a must. You know, yeah. shut off yeah. playroom. That's the that's where we're at. That's what people are wanting. Yeah, you know? and and that snug and the kids' room and the utility room and the 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 hallway. They're all great small room kind of for the main house, aren't yes. they? Like the original yeah, house. Exactly. I've uh, yeah. seen a lot of architects do that. And yeah. then the living is at the back. Do you, I'm, I'm thinking my first experience of that was kind of, I suppose, from the 90s through. So we've maybe been doing it for like 30 scary years now. You're old now. Do you reckon yeah. there's, that's going to continue for another 10, 20? Or do you think we're, do, uh, is architecture, does it not change as fast as yeah, that? Are we, it's... I think, yeah, I think things change, but I, I think, I don't know. It's, it's. I don't see it moving past, past that, to be honest. Right. I mean, it's, it's the modern way of, of mm. living. Mm. Um, I, I don't see how people would go back or want to go back to having smaller rooms that, that, that are not, that don't flow, that don't function, that you have a separate space. Yeah. I think it's crystal ball, isn't it? But I, I don't, I don't see it moving. It's, it's been okay. there for some time. It, Things will evolve around it, I think, you know, and, and areas, you know, with, with uh, you know, we've seen, especially since COVID, where people are now wanting home offices and things like that. And we're, yeah. we're, we're getting clients that are wanting to try and integrate that now into the house, which wasn't there yeah. five, six years ago. That, that's like a must have for people now. We need a separate space where we can work from home. Yeah. It might be a pod in the garden. It might be a little nook in the corner of an open plan space. It might be a separate room completely. Um, I think as, as, taste change and, and lifestyles change it will evolve but i think that whole i think that the concept of of an open space where people do 90 percent of the living i think will will stay 
That's what I think. Yeah. And I think we were talking the other week about this kind of, so the, the, the originally the kitchen in Victorian times was like hidden away. Then we yeah. got these small kitchens in the 70s. Then we knocked them through in the 90s and, and they're still doing that now. And now we're kind of, the kitchens are so expensive and beautiful. We're now building like kitchen kitchens yeah, to yeah. service the kitchen. Yes. So Back of house. Tell us about yeah. that, Glyde. What? Yeah, it's, it's the, the old sort of butler's kitchen, they used to call it, or the chef's kitchen, didn't they, where you, you've got your, your kitchen for display. Yeah. That doesn't really do anything lovely, <laughs> lovely and pretty yeah. and cost a fortune. And then, yeah, you've, you've got a, something back of house that you're, that you shut away where all the smell is and all the yeah. uh, all your noise and everything is all shut away. Um, I've not had actually the opportunity of, of integrating that into a design as of yet. Okay, let's yeah. put it out there in the universe. Maybe. So yeah, yeah that would be yeah. fun to do. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in fact the only no, no, I haven't. No, no. There's um, it's never even been requested right okay because yeah. I've, I've just seen it on a few i mean it's like really high-end stuff isn't it you've got to have the i think room i think it's qu- it. i think it's quite big in america i think it's quite a big yes, thing in america. yeah yeah watch a lot of property tours on yeah. uh, on youtube they've got of... the land though aren't oh they? yeah pantry yeah. kitchen I, yeah. we did a bit of work over there before covid and they had like baking kitchens curry yeah. kitchens yeah. and you know stuff and yeah. it was like yeah keep the smells or the separate activities but actually thinking about that i have done um I've done a couple of projects actually for um, for an Indian family, and they had a smaller yeah they did yeah a, a kitchen yeah that that was already set up. The, right. I, I had nothing to do with the design of it. I was I was doing something else in the house, but they'd got the main kitchen and then something that's the size of a, a utility. You no, know, yeah. not nothing yeah. too yeah. big, but yeah. they've got that's where all the the prep and all yeah. the sort of cooking was done in in that in yeah. that back room. Yeah, because some of those dishes like are eight hours, aren't they? Yeah. Cooking and so yeah. it's like yeah, it's always smells process. amazing when yeah. you're in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you're yeah. good, they always give you a little pot of food Pots at the take end to take away. home. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 amazing. Cool. Um, your favourite building in the world? Uh, um, God, that's a tough one. Um, depends what day you get me on, I guess. Okay. Um, that's quite a creative trait. You know, yeah, change your mind. Change your mind. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do love. A lot of the stuff that's going on in Dubai, you know, I think you've got to respect what they're doing. You know, the, some some of the buildings they're creating are just yeah, and the infrastructure and, and everything they're looking at do it is just so a lot of that um, favorite building. Um, no, you'd have to come back to me. I'll keep no. thinking. Okay. Come back to me. I'll keep okay. thinking. I guess I mine was um, it, it's a it's a. A little cottage that's in... It's near Birmingham, actually, but in a wood. You've completely thrown me there now. A little uh, cottage in Birmingham. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's part of the Landmark Trust, you know, the properties yeah. that they refurb. Yeah. I think it was built in 1500 and something. It was a timber building. Yeah. And then in the days when bricks got cheaper, they, like, infilled, you know, what they do with the, like, um, those slim bricks. They, yeah. like, put them on a herringbone pattern yeah. almost. Um, and this place has got no Wi-Fi, no kind of any modern amenities, no TV. And it's just just in the woods. And I just go there like tradition is once a year. And that's uh, your favourite? For this year. Yeah, I just, I, I think actually small build, I'm just designed for small building. I'm but not it, particularly tall. Is, but is I, that the, is that your favourite building because of the building or because of? Where it is and what it creates. Building. Do you know that film, The Holiday? Yeah. It yeah. looks like that cottage in right. there. 
But are you are you appreciating the building or appreciating the the feeling you get and the the fact that you're remote and you're not connected yeah. to the internet and what what yeah. is it that you like that's about? a bonus but the bill it's just so cute it's yeah. like pulls your heartstring yeah. it's chocolate, chocolate box, box yeah. like what we would call a cute english you yeah. know and you do romanticize about these because it would been hard work living there in those days wasn't it oh, with like yeah. so remote no like access to anything it was a mile and um uh, no like an hour to the local church. There was nothing. It's literally wow. hours walk. Sorry. Yeah. To the local church. There was nothing at all there, but it just yeah. as a building. I think it stood the test of time and it still looks good. And I just think, I, I, you know, I, th- so I think nice. that is, I think that's the, the answer to, to good design. If it stands the test of time and a hundred years from now, it still looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you look at stuff we talk at George and everything, you know, still looks amazing today, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, there's been so many fads, beyond that you know a which seemed like a good idea at the time yeah. i think and you look back and think yeah 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 it just looks a little yeah. bit i know and that, that, that's that sawn is it ashlar stone yeah smooth face stone yeah, yeah. it's just it's just so nice beautiful just, isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah do you um do you think um the 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 life sound old now the new generation of house buyers will be looking for something different in the way that they live to the way that their parents maybe lived or the traditional house with a garden? I, I think they'll just want something that's cheap to run, given the, the current climate. I think the, I think that's the way things are going. People want something that's energy efficient. Right. Um, low maintenance, I guess. Um, and, yeah, I think if it, if it ticks the boxes that, that I've said that we're sort of seeing as a... As a as a trendy, the open plan sort of area where you've got the separate spaces. I think, I think ultimately people are looking now from from discussions I'm having, the wanting things, and the regulations are forcing it that way as well. Right. You know, energy efficiency. Um, I mean, the, the regulations just get worse and worse by by the month. But it, it's all geared at trying to get to sort of zero carbon eventually, mm. and, and it's everything is now so highly insulated, and you know, rightly so to try and reduce the amount of yeah. gas and everything you're using. But I think cost of cost of fuel people are looking at what's what's the cheapest way of running a building what is the cheapest way of running a building um we're finding at the minute um and it's still early days that air, people people are raving about air source okay. so air source heat pumps uh, trying to basically do away with gas air, right. air source heat pump linked to underfloor heating okay uh, and some solar thrown into the mix to sort of like right. try and top up that is is a good way i think of of, of creating a renewable um, source of energy that, that's sort of lower to, to run in terms of cost. Um, we, we're seeing a big shift. I think we've done three in the last year where people have wanted gas ripping out the house. Really? Yeah, we've just done a, a big project in Doncaster on the back of the work we were doing. He said, I want I want the gas gone. And, and we, I mean, it was a big seven-bedroom house. Wow. Gas completely gone and he's put air source. How does air source work? It pulls heat from the air. So, so you get almost big... If you can imagine like an air conditioning condenser, yeah. it's like one of those on steroids that, that pulls in heat out of the ambient air temperature, pulls it in and then... From outside? From outside, yeah. But what if it's cold? Still pulls enough, yeah, to, no. to get... Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, there's, there's that and there's ground source heat pump that will pump, yeah. pull heat out of the ground as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, when, you, when you think about it logically, you think that can't work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
Wow, that's uh, amazing. I mean, that, that, you know, does it not recycle the air in the house? Because obviously that's already warm. Yeah, that, you can get that. I think that's with, um, that's the air. Um, I think that's the um, extraction system you're talking about, isn't it? The, the, clean, the clean air system, I think, I which know. is like a recovery, a mechanical heat vent recovery. Heat recovery. Right, yeah, okay. yeah, which yeah. I think is a different a different system. We have a specialist team who does all the, the designs on that. So it's... Yeah. I know bits of it. I'm not an expert on uh, on heating, uh, but I'm just finding that is a big thing that we're finding. We're finding a big a big shift to people requesting that, and then we have our team advise accordingly. Yeah. What yeah. What's your favourite project you've worked on so far? Um, I would say you would split it down into because I've got some some fantastic new build one-off bespoke houses we've done okay. you know where where we've had the, the opportunity to work with clients that have wanted to spend some some serious money uh and th- those are very few and far between where where the sort of i wouldn't say budget isn't an issue but they want the best of the best yeah um so we've, we did a beautiful house in doncaster um which was t- to that sort of specification really um which was a complete new build that's probably my favourite new build I've done, um, but then I would have a, a favourite. What was good about it? What why? Was... Just, I, th- I think just the um, the scale and the uh, the grandeur of the entire project. Okay. It, from from the, the bricks that went into it were probably the most expensive bricks you could get. Everything was natural <laughs> limestone, natural slate. Um, all the gardens, everything was oh, everything was high end. Um, all the interior fit out, interior designer designed every single room, no expense spared, everything was walnut and just everything about it was just done correctly. You right. walked in and, and it just felt nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Um, you know, and, and it was the layout worked, lovely design, it, you know, it, it just worked really well. So there's lots of different things that, that sort of make it feel. Hmm. I think People underestimate layout, don't they? There's yeah. like a there's a huge that what what I love about design is the way that it can change your life. Yeah. Because and it sounds like a massive claim, yeah. but it's so true. It sounds if, a bit cliche, don't it? It does, sometimes. yeah. But yeah. if you you can put a doorway in somewhere, and every single day, instead of having to do what you did, you do something different, yeah. and it just it just makes you happier. I think I think design, if you can if you can reduce stress yes yeah i think is is some i don't think a lot of people realize a layout can can cause stress yep you know if, if it doesn't function it doesn't you might not understand what it is yeah that doesn't work about it but if it doesn't work it creates a stress and it just makes it difficult and it's it's a subconscious feeling that you, that you might not know is there yeah if you can iron that out and, and try and remove as many of those stresses as you can i think that's what makes a layout feel like it works um yeah, so that that's layout is key, massive. And in terms of what, what would be like a bad layout, like something you'd look at and think, yeah, this really doesn't work. If there's anyone listening thinking, yeah, I'm frustrated with the layout, but I'm not sure. Uh, like you can't, no, you can't always put your finger on it, can you? No. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's, what you would say a bad layout, but a pet hate of mine is um, when you have a downstairs toilet off a utility room. Right, you know, that, yeah, that for me yeah. just you got to get people to walk past what, your dirty washing. Yeah, to it's go. just like well, why? It's 
for a downstairs toilet wants to be central in the house, yeah. you know, probably off the entrance hall where it's it's in the middle of the house for everybody to access. A utility room is is a utility room. It's you know you, you so that is, yeah, it is bad design. It's it's bad yeah. layout. It's not. It, it doesn't need to be like that. Um, you know, another which we're seeing a lot of people requesting, especially on, on the new build side of things, is um, laundry rooms upstairs. Right. You know what? what why? Why have a laundry room downstairs? Why Why do you want the utility room downstairs? Well, it needs to be next to the kitchen. Well, well why? Yeah. You know, that's just what you know and yeah. how you've lived. But think yeah. about how you actually live. Y- your dirty washing is upstairs. Yeah, you I know? can't understand you, that. Because your bedding, your yeah, towels, everything's your upstairs, washing, everything's upstairs. upstairs. You bring it downstairs, you have it in piles, different yeah. colours all over the kitchen for the whole yeah. weekend. Yeah. Goes in the washer, take it back take, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, it, you know, sense. It's, it's things like that are... It's because people, I think, have have got a a mental understanding of how it has always been, and mm. that's how they feel it needs to be. Yeah. You know, I've I've presented many a scheme to a client where I've had a, a kitchen area, and the utility is not accessed from that kitchen area. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, why have you done that? <laughs> well, what what do you mean? Well, the kit the utility needs to be off the kitchen. Why? Why? <laughs> and you ask the question and they can't answer it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's just because that is what you're used to. Yeah. How do you use a utility? What is it for? Why does that need to be from a kit? Oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And people that have done it say it's game-changing. You yeah. Know, you, why would you take everything yeah. down a flight of stairs and then back up? Yeah. It doesn't make sense because yeah. the downstairs area is the most valuable, isn't it, in terms of, you know, yeah. where you spend most of the time. You go, to, you go upstairs and you go to sleep, don't you? Yeah. Really? What I can't understand is why we have bedrooms that are as big as they are. Because in theory, because there is a desire to have a big bedroom, and I get that because I, I love my big bedroom. Yeah. But... Why? Because we spend eight hours of sleep with our eyes closed in it. So in theory, it could be literally the smallest room in the house. Yeah. But yet we would rather have a bigger bedroom and a smaller ensuite. This is a weird one of mine. Why do we buy houses with a decent family bathroom, but then use the master bedroom, which has got a teeny ensuite, probably smaller than the one you moved from in your first ever house? Yeah. What, what's um, what's yeah. going on there? Well, straight. I mean, we've, we've seen, and for the last five years or so probably longer a shift away from family bathrooms right. so we tend to create each bedroom would have access to its own ensuite uh, be that a shared ensuite maybe between two bedrooms uh, okay which call a jack and jill ensuite or the the master suite would have its own yeah you know a family bathroom goes back to the point really when there was no ensuite you yeah, know one bathroom, one bathroom for, for, the, for the family so you have like a downstairs toilet or downstairs shower room whatever now yeah. if, if you've got and that's what your guests use when you're yeah, day people. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and then you tend to have, like I say, an ensuite per room, or this is what people are requesting, or or a shared ensuite. If you know, if they've got two kids that are in, they can share an ensuite. It all depends on footprint and and how we can fit it in. Um, but yeah, in terms of your question about a bigger, massive bedroom, pe- people get caught up on wanting a big bedroom but really that then that go you want a bedroom to feel cozy mm. you know you, you, mm, you want true. to feel yeah safe yeah that, and, and you know it's you want you don't want to be scooting around the bed and can't get past yeah. the end of the bed it's too small but you don't need a vast bedroom what you need in my opinion is you, you need to create a suite like a bedroom suite so you've got a nice area that you can that you sleep in doesn't need to be big yeah but you've then got a good walk-in closet open yeah. wardrobe space big ensuite that gives you a suite that yes. is zoned yeah. into different spaces. A master suite. Yeah, a suite, nice. but it is zoned. So you, but where you're sleeping, you don't. 
there's nothing worse than a big bedroom when you've got a double bed in there with a couple of bedside tables and it's just a big room yeah. that's, that's just there's no need for it yeah. you know so it's it's about clever design and it's about creating the feel that it feels right yeah. you know and, and 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 for that for me it's you don't want where the physical bit where you're sleeping you don't want that massive you don't want big big spaces well where do you stand on the whole bath in the bedroom thing because it looks great on an Instagram picture, but yeah. I, mean, I always think, how practical is that? Like steamy, it's wet, yeah. or I don't know. It's, it, honestly, it's not for me. I it's, there's a big there's a lot of people having it. We've mm. done a few of them. We've done quite a lot of them. Um, the other weird one is where they don't have a um, they don't have door into the ensuite, and it's just left open, oh. toilet and everything in mm. there with no no right way of. Closing it off, which is <laughs> we went to a hotel. That's actually. a little bit weird. That was it? it? Yeah, we <laughs> there was a glass wall, like transparent glass wall, in between the bedroom and the shower. Was and it then, smart glass, though. Uh, no, it was just dumb glass. <laughs> oh my god! Really? And and yeah, you, which was fine if you were in the shower and you were into that kind of thing. But uh, then someone's on the toilet and you're in bed. I just don't know. Not it's, really what it's, you want, is no, it? it's not. It was weird. Some, some weird trend. Yeah. Uh, so bath in bath in the bedroom. Not for me. I, I personally wouldn't want it. Um, not saying it's wrong. It's, maybe they don't get used that often. Maybe, maybe it's just, just a show. cool thing to just, look just at. Just to show. The, it's like maybe. the show kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've got a crummy old little ensuite with it. Yeah, with a normal bath in bath it. In it yeah. <laughs> Being cute some, yeah. bath in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. There's some weird. There is some weird trends. And what 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 are you excited to work on in the future? What's what stuff are you working on? <sighs> We've got minute? quite a few on the books at the minute. We've got a few nice. Nice projects. Uh, I can't go into too much detail about some of the stuff that we're working on. Yeah, but um, we've 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 got a couple of nice new build properties. Yeah, um, you know where um, healthy budget properties. You know where they're wanting something of, of high level of design. Yeah. Um, so any anything of that, I'm I'm excited to work on. You know, I can get excited about any any project. Yeah. If, if a client will put the trust in in me and and will give me a bit of a free reign i can get excited about it that's funny that because i'm exactly the same if they like and interfere is not the right word but if they uh squeeze you too much in terms of your creativity because yeah, they nothing left is it no and it's like well i'm Why just a puppet yeah. i'm just doing what you're telling me yeah. to do and we've got a project like that at the minute and it's not really much fun for me or them but the most fun projects and always the ones that end up on the website and they are why people phone you in the first place the way they give you a brief yeah you understand it you get them as a person they really trust you and then just let you fly yeah. and exactly. you'll put much more of yourself yeah. into that exactly couldn't agree more it's the, the, they've got to be able to put your trust put, put their trust in you you know they're, they're employing you or commissioning you for a reason you know if they're going to tell you exactly what to do well, yeah. why do they need somebody to yeah you know they just need a draftsman to come and draw them what they want yeah you know i've had a a few clients before that have sort of gone down that route and they've ended up telling me exactly what they want and it and it just goes against the grain you, yeah. you just feel you lose the spark you, you you feel like you can't put put your sort of stamp on it yeah and i think you know you tend to you tend to build up a bit of a a reputation i guess for delivering a certain style yeah you know and i think people yeah. come to well i know people come to me because they've seen this i've done or they've seen that i've done on, on socials and to want something of that, you know, I've had that many people say, I want exactly that on, on my, I, said, <laughs> yeah. I can't do it exactly the same, but no, I want that. 
So that you, you create a, almost a bit of a brand and a bit mm. of a... Signature style. Yeah, style, yeah. you know, and, and I think that with, with any design, be it garden design, be yeah. it building design, be it interior design, I, I think if you've got some sense of style, that is what attracts somebody mm. to go in with you. Yeah. You know, otherwise, what's what's setting you apart from everybody else? Really, I think I think that is what people see. That I think I want that. I want that sort of style. I want yeah. that look, and, and that's that's the person to do it. So, why would people choose you? What what are your like signature things that um, you're doing? I mean, signatures for me is I'm a sucker for a, a big raised glass gable. You know, I, I love right. I love yeah. I love glass. I love natural light. That I think the feeling you get from natural light, the well-being, the the usability of the space. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think anything with high levels of glass is 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 really my my signature. It's getting more difficult now with the new regulations that have come in to try and prove that that works in terms of overheating and everything, which gets really frustrating. But that is is my sort of signature, I guess. Right. Um, but in in terms of where we differ, I mean, we we do a lot of other. Our architectural consultants don't do, which is we offer that turnkey package where where we have got a, our own sort of building outfit that mm-hmm. that will build that exactly as we design it, and and we we manage the entire the entire project from from sort of start to finish. So the clients got a point of contact from right at the very early stages yeah. through concept all the way through budget productions and, and and working to a client's budget, and us then delivering that to to the expectations that. I want to achieve, you yeah, know, that, that's, and that's important to a lot of people. They, they, there's a lot of handholding because they might not have done it before. Exactly or that. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of publicity or TV shows, you know, cowboy builders from hell yeah. and all this, and where, where people have had the their eyes ripped out, and, yeah. and and it puts a really black cloud over the the that industry. industry yeah, um, yeah, you know, and it's I think it's just it's reassurance for for clients that that you've got the back. Mm. Um, you know, and I think um, that that is that, that service we provide has, has really sort of gone strength to strength, and, and I think it's credit to the team we've got. Mm. You know, everybody involved, from myself through to the last bit of paint being put on the wall, is there to deliver something of, of high quality and high value, and, and and they want it right. There's there's too many people out there that just want to make a quick book and they're not bothered about an end product, are they? No, you know, they just no. want to. Go there, do the job, and, and and go home. Yeah, and if people can see that integrity right from the beginning, that's, that's when you that's get what the it's trust, about. and then yeah, they exactly let you that. have your little bit of flair. Yeah, exactly. That's all we've got time for today. I'm afraid no it's gone really quick. Um, yeah. How can people get hold of you? So uh, our website is currently under construction. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's been under construction for a while, and and we've never got round to. <laughs> That's because you get time to do it. Well, that's it. <laughs> to, to be honest, we've, yeah, we've we've not had to sort of rely on it, thankfully. Um, so there is a, a website under construction, which is inkarchitecture.co.uk. Um, but the best way really is, is Facebook uh, okay. or Instagram, uh, at Ink Architectural. Uh, and we're quite active on that. We, we find that's quite a good way of interacting. It's it's less formal. Yeah, so you can true. get a bit of personality across. Yeah, it. So, and people uh, might send you a message on a Saturday night while they're doing something or yeah. had a glass of Phone, wine. Phone's always on. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Uh, you can listen to my other podcasts on Spotify, Apple and YouTube and follow me on Instagram at The Northern Designer or look me up on LinkedIn. Until next time, see you then.